July, there were strong political currents felt around Corvo and Project Cybersyne. Several strange messages reached me at the coast. They were coming from the political opposition. It seemed that this was the best project undertaken under Alanda's ages, and that this self-assumed successor will continue it in his own way. This way will world not, of course, involve any nonsense about worker participation. I found these overtures obnoxious, but our strategies were well prepared. However, these stirrings came to the ears of the president. He sent a car to the coast to fetch me to Santiago. While waiting in his outer office, I discussed the military situation at length with ADC on duty, Arturo Araya, a captain in the Chilean Navy. He was assassinated that very night. Loyalty to the constitution was becoming less possibly daily for even the best of servicemen. The Campanero president was tired and harassed. He interrogated me closely about the new current surrounding cyber scene, and I told him all that I could. Certainly, there were many people involved who did not subscribe to industrial democracy as we had planned it. He asked me whether I had anything to ask him. I said yes. In view of the confusion being generated around the project, would he tell me quite directly the extent to which he expected worker control of the social economy? He replied, El Maximo. The potency of cybernetic thinking was again being vindicated within the country of Chile. But how could this small, poor country withstand the pressures from outside? I have often been asked why we were not able to stipulate a behavior which would accommodate the threat. It is like complaining that man, who is supposed to be an adaptive biological system, cannot adapt to a bullet through the heart. On 8 September, the president sent an order to the Cybersyn project team. It was the last that we were to receive. The operations room built on the Avenida Santa Maria was to be moved to the inside of the palace, La Moneda. He well understood that none of the existing rooms was large enough to accommodate the apparatus and located one of the most traditional and important rooms to be transformed for the purpose. During the next three days, the drawings were complete. On 11 September 1973, I was fulfilling a last engagement in England prior to returning to Chile. It was in the city of London and I was expounding these matters and especially the externalities to an inner group of the Liberal Party as represented in the city. The party leader sat in the front row. Following the official proceedings, there was considerable informal talk and the gathering broke up slowly. Eventually, I left the building alone. I was to confront a newspaper placard in the street outside. Alenda assassinated. Oh, Jando, you have been quite excited for this conference between the leaders of South America that has been happening, and it has been going quite well for the first two days. 
So what was the favorite moment of John Doe during this conference? I think John Doe's favorite moment so far. Honestly, I think late in the first day, after all of the hard diplomacy, because even though it's a meeting and everyone's supposed to be working together, we all know how that really works. He's a veteran of leftist infighting. And I think afterwards, as they were all getting ready to leave, there were... Oh, they still did not leave. It's going to be the entire week. Pardon. After they left, whatever large meeting we're having them meeting in at the end of the day to return to various hotels and embassies, I think there were a group of teens playing football, soccer, dive kick. And I think for a moment, because of, for whatever reason, buses and vehicles were delayed, all of the various diplomats and heads of state got caught up in picking a side and cheering And it was just this moment where instead of the constant diplomatic negotiations that John Doe's been so exhausted by, it was just people enjoying something and finding common ground countries that five minutes ago were not as friendly to each other. It's the little things. And you were looking forward for the third day, but um, you end up having an expected summons. You know that security has been quite tense for the last days, of course. Look at the leaders that are here. And um, the Ministry of National Defense has been all up in arms with security. And you get a call from Elena Oliver quite late at night. I think John Doe answers it kind of bleary, clearly having woken him. Just, uh, hello? Hey, it's me, Elena. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, from the Durax thing. How, what, what's going on? I started to call at home. Uh, I was the only one that had your personal number, but it's quite late. So Salvador Allende, he wants to talk with you tomorrow, if it was possible. There is it's kind of a, in lockdown mode on his Lanera, on his mansion. You, you know, with the whole thing, we have security detachment there trying to not get him to travel around. As I fear he will be a main target too, but uh, he still would like to, to talk with you before the conference is over. Now, can you visit him tomorrow? It's quite sudden, but... Uh, sure, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll move a couple appointments around. I'll get there. All right. Uh, I'll meet you back at the conference tomorrow. I don't know how that went. All right. Sounds perfect. Okay. Bye. Bye. Click. Yeah, and uh, what goes through John Doe's two neurons at this sudden request. I'm sure John Doe has met Salvador before. Yeah, very likely. Probably briefly. Uh, but the fact that he's requesting to see John personally fills him with worry. Most people don't want to see John Doe for good reasons. They want to see John Doe for we need the resident super spy to help. John Doe's nervous. He Managed to get back to sleep, but only after spending a significant amount of time staring at the ceiling. It's the next day, and you approach the state of Salvador Allende, and you can see that there's barely any traffic for kilometers around. And even if they are trying to keep a low profile, what is the thing that stands out to you the most from the security detail? They are not able to hide from someone like you. The problem with trying to look casual 
is that you can, in fact, look too casual. And I think that's the problem is that they're all just slightly over that line. Um, that guy's sipping his coffee too rapidly. That one is really burning through his cigarettes. Instead of looking casual, they're looking nervous. And it's something that most people wouldn't really focus on. But because of John Doe being who he is, he immediately noted notes it. And yeah, and you well, how are you approaching? How did you get here? How far is it from where John Doe normally is? Uh, quite far away. It's basically a most resort community near Santiago. So Honestly, John Doe probably took public transportation as far as he could and then started Hulk jumping effectively until he gets there. It's weird to think about, but John Doe can jump far. He jumps good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you basically jump your way towards the mansion. And you are invited in by Salvatore. And uh, you see that he seems to be doing quite well on retirement. He, he's wearing glasses. He's trademark glasses. As he invites you in. And you can see in his office, which is full of photos, like when he was president. Like for um, a long career. Human mentors from the resistance and the war against Americans. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, if there is something that can be said to be a fault of uh, land is that uh, he's very proud of his achievements and, and the position that he achieved. So his office is kind of uh, a museum slash shrine to himself. Dondo stands for a minute and just drinks in the history, looks around. Uh, so I, I hate to rush through this, but I do have, they do expect me back reasonably soon. Um. Why did you want to meet with me, sir? I think that after Stafford Beard came back to Wales, you're the, the sole person that has been maintaining System 4 operation. Is that right? John Doe kind of blushes, uh, scratches the back of his neck. I mean, System 4 kind of runs itself. I just happen to be the public face of it. Yeah, it was designed that way. Uh, Honestly, which was probably one of the best calls for me to trust beer on this. It's something amazing and left me free to focus on another endeavor. So I fear that you might be the one that has to share this burden of knowledge with. I suspect that oh, there are some events that might have happened in 72 and 73 that were essential for the implementation of the Shinko project. and cybernetic revolution that well perhaps we can make sense of them together all the blush and like a nervous energy kind of fades away and changes john just looks uh, what do you mean he sits in a chair and makes a move for you to, to sit nearby as he starts pulling out a few dossiers nearby and so, you know the, the IBM computer system? System 4 is still one of the institutions that uses it, right? Yes, the IBM computer system lets CyberNex happen as easily as it does. That's what Stafford explained to me. Yeah. So, during the beginning of my regime, when it became apparent in 71 that we were going to implement some drastic changes, a number of international companies withdrew from the country, including IBM. And the three engineers that 
were assigned to Santiago, they were recalled. Of course, my government made moves to try to keep them in the country, made offers, but they ended up leaving. That is at least what I am aware, and as far as I know, Pierre was aware. And the plans were set in motion that we could not program the IBM machines that we have, so we would have to move to much simpler Boros machines, and we will have to downscale the ambitions of the Cinco Pro. Hmm. I, these are uh, two technical details. Maybe, uh, maybe they are flying over your head. No, I mean, it, it makes sense. Without the more advanced computing, we couldn't do anything that really enabled the mass reorganization to happen. I mean, it's still ongoing, but we couldn't have organized like even the simple stuff, the data from the buses to make the bus lines more efficient. Well, yes. However... A few months after the engineers supposedly have left, this has been passing around. And he gives you one of the dossiers to you to open, which seems to be a very detailed 1,500 pages manual on how to access the other configurations and actually start to customizing the IBM to people's needs. I mean, that is peculiar. These sorts of programming manuals aren't exactly widespread. Especially because this is not programming manual. It is all transcripts. And I managed to secure the original copy of it. And he gives you another folder where you can see a lot of it scribbling in a kind of erratic handwriting. Now, it took me years to find this. I was only suspicious of what might have happened if something like this exists. I don't understand exactly what happened, but I fear that something was done. Someone has done something that allowed the course of history that we know to happen, allowed the success of the Cinco, but it might have compromised the heart of the revolution. And... An event like this conference is something that I would like to come clean on it. I agree. I will be talking this with beer, but as is, well, kind of successor, I think I have to talk with this with you now. So I would like to introduce these files under your care, and I would like to listen to your advice where we should proceed to next. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take the files, I guess, retracing... Their steps is impossible because it's been so long. That trail's long gone cold. Where did you find these files? I found this, would you wonder, in part of the personal belongings of uh, one of the people that were arrested on the failed coup. Are you familiar with the former General Pinochet? Yes, uh, at least historically. Yeah, so basically one of his relatives found this among his belongings and sent it to me and apparently his original copy was in the possession of someone that his man captured and sent to the Americans and this was among the belongings that they kept as a trophy and gave to their leader unusual thing so this really suggests that it was someone in our side gave this someone that was being hunted down by the coup leaders and CIA and the Americans had an interesting scenario. Then 
way I see it, we've got two options. I can either start trying to talk to... One takes too long. I mean, the easier one would be to try and talk to any surviving people who were part of the coup. But I think the easier one is for me to head back to Santiago and talk to the people who run the computer systems now. I'm sure their old bosses had to have been involved in this. Well, that's the thing. If they knew, Beer knew, and as far as I, I think Beer would be involved in it. At least I don't think he will do so without telling me in confidence sometime. Gonna, even if for some reason he kept it while I was in government after my second term, I think that he will say something. I'll give the professor a call. I think talking to some of the other engineers, maybe I'll poke around with some other contacts in Santiago, see if I can find anything. And I'll put these files somewhere safe. Well, the question is, I don't know how this even exists. And he taps the original transcripts. What happened to the engineers? And how could someone have like this? Because I check it and this is the right writing of a single person. I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And he gathers all the documents and uh, he gives them to you. So, John Dom. What is the most powerful martial arts technique that you have that you just don't use? Is it? Oh man, most powerful martial arts technique that John Doe has. You know, for the the legendary touch of death, the supposed end goal of all martial arts isn't achievable for the normal man, simply due to physical limitations. A single touch that can kill a person is a matter of luck, and even for the most skilled in martial artists, it's not repeatable. John Doe is no normal man. He's a super soldier wrapped in more terrifying martial arts than any one person. So John Doe probably does have the mythical, a simple touch that causes instant painless death. Technique that John Doe knows he knows, but has never used because it's, it's too much. The power to kill shouldn't just be a touch away. And just like that, Salvador stumbles in the ground and you realize to your horror that you are recalling your hand as if you had just performed this single touch of that. And you can hear just manical laughing as a mass of ectoplasm starts using out of you glowing blue and purple. <laughs> oh, you should see your face. And you recognize the voice. It's Simon Lacre Bolivar. And you figure out to your order that he, his spirit has been riding you alongside you. Who knows for how long? John Doe is wordless. There's no words to it. He's just screaming and trying to hit him. <laughs> Yeah, so basically you are being ridden by by the Simulacre Bolivar, by these dead gods, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be a fight. Basically, the arc ends when you manage to beat him. And so this is basically a scene. So do your thing. Let me... I'm going to roll some dice and try to murder this. this. And yeah, what power do you use? I'm going to use my opening blow. It's my signature. John Doe isn't thinking. He is just acting. Which, I mean, okay. <laughs> isn't that different? John Doe does that all the time, but this is this is different. 
And I got a 10. The dice agree with my righteous fury. Yeah, so... So because of you cannot stop my return, he reduces all the damage by six. That's fine. He's still taking four. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, tell me how, as he's manifesting, you actually managed to hurt him. It should not be possible. John Doe isn't thinking he's not. And for a second, in this anger, John Doe's becoming the old John Doe. But Code Pink, the what do you the sleazy CIA agent who solved problems, and that guy somehow knows how to hit this dead god in a way that hurts. Yeah, and this surprises him, and mid uh, <sighs> well, and he stops laughing. Well, so it seems we have to get serious, right? Well, time to do my part of the deal. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say they're gonna take a hinder and uh, the two figure one of the weaknesses of Bolivar. Good. You can feel him disappear inside your body again and you find yourself approaching the fireplace and he starts throwing the documents into the fireplace. As he says to destroy the evidence. And as he does that, you see that the light and the heat of the fire, his ectoplasm seems to have to recoil inside of you quite fast whenever it forces you to act. So you realize that fire and light can be used on challenges to expose his weakness. And for now, you manage to recoil him away so that he dis- does not destroy everything. And you, for a brief moment, you take control of your body. And you look back in your direction and you don't see the corpse of Salvador anymore. And you can hear the Simon Lacker laughing again. Oh, and you went to go somewhere else. Okay. You know, the, the guards shall be here any moment soon. Do you want to keep fighting here? What will you do now, John Doe? You lost, all, you lost already. Alendi is dead. I destroyed this. Well, what matters? What is going to be your next move? This is just round one. Don't worry, we're going for a ride. Ah, don't bore me. John Doe is jumping out the nearest window into the bright light of day. And I'm not sure what type of action this would be. John Doe would know if I don't. I got to think of where there's somewhere with a lot of light and heat. Unfortunately, we're in a little resort town. If we're in Santiago, I'd have some options. Don't say now the priority should be to get away from here. Yes. I guess that will be a challenge. This is the worst thing John Doe can do. Uh, Cause now he look, it looks real bad, but yeah, he's going to try and get away and he's going to start making his way. He's not gonna make his way back to Santiago with this guy in his body. He's not going near. Is there genuinely, I mean, I know we're in like a picturesque villa, but uh, there's also a ton of building being done in Chile at this point. Is there somewhere reasonably close? John Doe would know that there's say a large furnace. Yeah. That is where John Doe is heading. Yeah, you know, there's an industrial furnace. And, and yeah, so the question is that if you I manage to escape this without getting, you know, the security, fighting the security, the touches. Yeah. Yeah. So how to avoid the tension of the Detachi? I'm going to use my... In- Overcome. Overcome. Yes, I'm going to... Open. Any of your uh, principles apply? 
I think Principle of Amnesia does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not quite yourself right now. <laughs> right. And if there's one thing John Doe is good at, it's navigating without being quite himself. I'm use intuition, trusting that I just know where to go. I'm going to use conviction. Oh, because John Doe, pardon that last one. The reason I'm going to use conviction, because John, John Doe wants to make this guy hurt. He has never been more sure of anything than wanting to make this guy hurt. All right, let's see what we get. I have to take a minor twist, which I will do happily. I mean, the the obvious minor twist is that uh, people shoot at you as you're running away. I'll take it. As John Doe's booking it, he'll get shot a couple times. Yeah. So you're going to take your max dying damage. Okay, I'll take six damage. And book it in. Yeah, just booking in, running to approach this furnace, and it's his turn now. And... uh, so he's going to make a simple attack action. He actually he does not have a special attack. It's fun. Instead, uh, he just steals my special attacks. Yeah, he does not need special attacks because <laughs> he hits hard. So he's attacking you with nine. And he's fighting you over control of your bar. I'll wear it. Yeah, and after he makes an attack action, he can uh, use a reaction towards his mid to make another attack against you. So his mid is nine, so he uses his reaction to deal you another nine damage. Ouch. For the uh, for the audience at home, ouch. Yeah, it's hard to fight yourself. <laughs> Basically, you're trying to run and jump towards this furnace, and he keeps attacking you in ectoplasm form. He keeps forcing yourself to attack you, gets you to mess up landing so you hurt yourselves. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a chaotic fight to see. And you can hear you being persecuted by guards of the Ministry of Interior Defense as they chase after you because you just killed the former president of Chile. They're, they're right to. John Doe doesn't want to hurt those guys. That's why he's running from them. But you managed to land your crash through the ceiling of the furnace and the people scatter in opposite directions and you get to act. Now, in the light and heat of the furnace, reasonably close, John Doe's in the red zone now, and now things are about to go bonkers. Yeah. Oh, you are already red? Oh, shit. Things are about to go bananas. As in the light and heat of the furnace, John Doe is looking for wherever the ectoplasm seems to coagulate and striking there. I'm going to use opening blow again. Are you sure don't want to make a challenge instead to further reduce his dice? Basically, using the furnace more and more, I guess. Yeah, I, I was considering that for a moment. Yeah, John Doe is going to get as close as he can still be comfortable without hurting himself. He knows better than to play along with this game because he's pretty sure that the ectoplasm won't burn off as fast as John Doe will. So he's not doing the crazy risky thing. He's getting close and trying to angle it so that whatever his ectoplasmic form is coming out, he's in the path of the heat. Because I don't think any of my principles really apply here. I mean, you can try to maybe use your official status to get the people around you to help. Like, instruct some of the workers to, oh, drive, open the, the safety harness or something like that. I look at some worker and I'm like, before you leave, tur- make sure it gets as hot as possible in here. Uh, and I'll use I'm going to use my vitality again my conviction and a d6 
John Doe's gonna just try and weather this storm. It succeeds with a minor twist. You still need a nexus success. And the minor twist is gonna be... Well, I'm gonna say that the, the minor twist is that you're gonna endanger the workers that are doing this. Or, alternatively, the minor twist is that you're gonna have to leave the furnace. So you have to find another place. Get this advantage against the weakness. John Doe's gonna endanger the workers justifying that if he can finish this quick, they won't be in danger for long. They will be in less in danger if they're in danger for a minute now than if they're in danger for however long this guy is running around in John Doe's body till he finds the next place. And he hates himself for it. Yeah. And you can see that Bolivar is extremely pissed at this. As his grasp seems to weaken as he pushes you away from the furnace. Hey, you think yourself very smart, don't you, John Doe? Getting yourself beyond my rage. Well, we shall see what you do about my little friends. And he whistles, and skeletal riders and skeletal horses materialize up out of thin air, and they start going around harassing workers and also striking at John Doe. So everyone's gonna be attacked by the ride of the ghostly lancer. I hate these guys. I hate, hate this guy. Yeah, I do think he roll like shit. So but I think he, he manages to not hurt any workers. Let's see. Still have to d- dodge them. That takes wood, gives you one damage. And you get a hinder of minus one from. I'll take it. Also, the, the Brock Samson team just started playing. You just knocked me into the red zone. <laughs> Go for it. It's your turn now. It's our birthday. It's it's my birthday. John Doe looks dead at Bolivar and just that's the thing. I'm not smarter than you. I'm just really good at hurting people like you. Get ready. And then I'm going to just blast him. I'm going to use John Doe uses all of his old John Doe tricks that he hates. The tricks that come to him in his dreams. Uh, I get to add my max and my min die, and, I'm ca- and I forgot to cash in my plus three on the last roll, so I'm going to cash it in here. So I have to use my intuition. I'm going to use my close combatant and my other d10. Let's see that big number. Uh, so that will be 16 damage. 16 damage uh, because he reduces his weakness. Uh, you cannot stop my return. No wait. Yeah, no, right. This, he still has a reaction. He reduces the damage to 5-4, so that's 12, right? Yep, 12 damage. Still on the green zone. I hate this guy. <laughs> uh, he loves... Oh, wait. Is this the best that you can do? I'm just getting warmed up. Oh, you're just getting warmed up. Okay. So, let's do that. And he just tries to push you into inside the furnace jumping out of your body on the last moment. Alright. Is that opposed or is this just him making a big attack against me? So that's going to be four damage your way. going to wear it, but he's also going to take four damage. I mean, I know he will. He doesn't have a reaction. No, he has. He just used it. No, no, no. This is the base attack. Right, but uh, I'm dealing the four damage right back to him because I have my reaction, which lets me trade the amount of damage I take. Okay, but again, he reduces all damage by four. I thought he had. I thought he had already used his reaction, or is that just a static? That's a static. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, he still has a reaction that he can use. Okay, 
Still, I grab onto it. That is what that rep like. We're going down together. This is just going to be one of us. Oh, don't think I'm going to set you free so much. Go on. It's your next move, then. You're having on your grasp. Easy. And John Doe's going to, uh, using the move he usually uses to throw people into each other, he's going to try and do the spinning, the flip kick to kick him into the furnace. All right. It's just going to be, again, the my big attack. I'll cash in a plus one as well. I only have one more plus one left, but uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. So he's going to take seven damage. So he's going to take three. Yeah. There's no on yellow zone. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's now his turns, and uh, he basically he disperses and teleports. Seriously, I can just teleport away. This will never work. We don't know that till we keep trying. He will die before this works. Here, let me demonstrate. And uh, he uses his ghostly undead that got powers to just fucking poltergeist the shit out of this place and starts bombarding you with crap. Should I hit the deck? <laughs> We're gonna see. I've got nine health left. Oh, no, I'm fine. No, you're not. <laughs> oh. Because he's gonna use his reaction to deal you f- another five. That would knock me out. Yeah. So I guess I should hit the deck. You're gonna have so he is no longer riding John Doe. No. Okay. Uh, how the fuck? I've never hit the deck before. How does that work? Uh, you roll a single dice, I think. And then you get a hinder. Okay. Causes a minor twist when you use it. That's fine. Um, what die do I roll or is it up to me? I mean, it's an action, so... Cool. I'm going to use my strength dice. Effectively tries to bat stuff out of the air. I'm so the minor twist is that uh, a bunch of people from the, the minus enter. That's fair. That's their right. Yeah. And they're going to start shooting at both of you. Sam, what is your action now? You have the ghost. You have yourself. You have the ministry people. And you are pretty fucked. Well, now that he's no longer possessing me and they can see that there's a spooky ghost. Can they? (laughs) I fucking hope so. Um, I doubt it, but I hope so. Well, uh, wait, don't you deal damage equal to the damage that you receive it? I'm going to use then a close combatant, super strength, and my status die, which is a 10. That's three D10s. It's an eight still. Okay, so you reduce all damage from that. Uh, You're at four. And he takes the first from the first one. Still at yellow. So what is your action now? Well, now that he's no longer possessing me, which means I can move freely without him interfering. Allegedly. John Doe's going to run. Yeah, okay. I guess this is going to be a, a, another action. Uh, yeah. Is it an overcome? No, yeah, it's always an overcome. Challenge. Okay. I won't say this is exactly the kind of amnesia stuff that's <laughs> born. I was about to say, this is actually, I was about to say the same fucking thing. Like, on the other hand, this is perfect amnesia because John Doe, if there's one thing John Doe is used to, it's running from authorities. Yeah. It's going to succeed with a minor twist. Well, I'm going to say the minor twist is going to be that uh, you're going to lose 
I'm going to say one of your powers is temporarily reduced in power. Okay. Represent you being on the run. I hate to do it to myself, but it makes perfect sense. I think it's conviction. I think it's conviction, too. Yeah, I think it's going to be shaken. Yeah, John Doe believe. Uh, let me put a note next to that. And I think John Doe does his normal crazy parkour out of that room shtick. And I, I don't know where John Doe's going to run to. Yeah, I think that is going to be... You're going to have a downtime scene now because you're probably going to want to recover somehow. Yeah. We get over and it's dark and John Doe is the most haunted man on Chile. And uh, there's already papers. It's on the newspapers. It's on the billboards. Crimson Gold Agonies is an associate of Court Games and D20 Radio. Joaquin Jarv, aka Berserkir, is played by Brent Torreson. They can be found at Copper Credit almost everywhere. Check out their other podcasts, Splinters of Jade and L5R Thriller Actual Play. They are available for editing work. Message them for rates. Johnny Jennings, aka The Highwayman, is played by Sam Sedlachzer. They can be found at SGCA Delaysec on Instagram and Young Space Dead on Twitter. They are largely impressive. John Doe is played by Bradley Handler. You can follow him at Judge the Barbarian on Twitter or as co-writer on Split Roll, where he screams his opinions at you. Ludo handles the rest. You can find them at The Lettel and more of her stuff as Agonizing Crimson at Itchio or co-writing Split Roll. Sentinel Comics RPG is the property of Greater Than Games and designed in collaboration with Critical Hits. Crimson Gold Agonies is possible through the support of listeners like you. You can support us on Patreon or even better, you can review us on iTunes and you can spread the word because there is no better way to get into a podcast just because a friend told us about it.